Hello. Welcome to Women and Faith. My name is Stephanie Schwartz, and I'm the host of Women and Faith, a podcast to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. We are working our way through A.W. Tozer's classic book, The Knowledge of the Holy, and we're at Chapter 9, The Immutability of God. My granddaughter just celebrated her second birthday a couple weeks ago. I can't believe she's two already because it seems like she was just born. And I must confess, her little life brings so much joy to me and my husband. When we get to hang out with little Dinah, we have a great time. She's funny and smart and loving and nice, and we want her to stay just as she is forever. So my husband has announced that we're not going to celebrate her birthday anymore. Well, he's joking, of course, but he's somewhat serious in hope that if we skip her birthday, she'll never grow older and she'll never change. Well, as an FYI, we tried that with our kids, and obviously it didn't work. When things are good and bring us pleasure, we long to keep them that way forever. But we know that we can't. Time moves forward and everything changes. Well, everything, that is, except God. God never changes because He is immutable. He is unchanging in His person and in his promises to us. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God does not change. And Malachi 3.6 in the Old Testament just says it that way. For I, the Lord, do not change change. So Tozer's chapter 9, the immutability of God, really uh, causes us to consider what it means in that God does not change. Tozer writes, to say that God is immutable is to say that he never differs from himself. The concept of a growing or developing God is not found in the scriptures. He then goes on to explain, basically, that since God is a moral being, to change would mean that God would have to go from worse to better, or better to worse, or stay the same but somehow mature over time. And then he explains that none of these options are possible for God. God can't become better. And he can't become worse because he's holy. He's absolutely perfect. He always has been holy and he always will be holy. And God's moral character can't mature over time. Tozer writes, One who can suffer any slightest degree of change is neither self-existent, self-sufficient, nor eternal, and so is not God. Only a being composed of parts may change, for change is basically a shift in the relation of the parts of a whole or the admission of some foreign element into the original composition. 
since God is self-existent, he is not composed. There are in him no parts to be altered. And since he is self-sufficient, nothing can enter his being from without. Wow. Tozer goes on to write, Nothing that God has ever said about himself will be modified. Nothing the inspired prophets and apostles have said about him will be rescinded. His immutability guarantees this. So God's immutability guarantees us that he will not change. But then Tozer adds, In a world of change and decay, not even the man of faith can be completely happy. Instinctively, he seeks the unchanging and is bereaved at the passing of dear, familiar things. Kind of like us not wanting Dinah to grow up. Tozer quotes Frederick Faber, a hymn writer and theologian. Faber wrote, O Lord, my heart is sick, sick of this everlasting change. And life runs tediously quick through its unresting race and varied change. Change finds no likeness to itself in thee and wakes no echo in thy mute eternity. Tozer writes, these words of Faber find sympathetic response in every heart. Yet much as we may deplore the lack of stability in all earthly things, in a fallen world such as this, the very ability to change is a golden treasure a gift from God of such fabulous worth as to call for constant thanksgiving. For human beings, the whole possibility of redemption lies in their ability to change. To move across from one sort of person to another is the essence of repentance. The liar becomes truthful, the thief honest, the lewd pure, the proud humble. The whole moral texture of the life is altered. The thoughts, the desires, the affections are transformed, and the man is no longer what he had been before. So radical is this change that the apostle calls the man that used to be the old man, and the man that now is the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Tozer writes, when God infuses eternal life into the spirit of a man, the man becomes a member of a new and higher order of being. We need to think about immutability from an eternal perspective and then thank God that we change because we can change for the better. As Tozer said, without our ability to change, it would be impossible for us to be saved. So immutability, in a sense, presents us with two wonderful truths. We can change because we're not immutable, but God can't. Tozer writes, in this world where men forget us, change their attitude toward us as their private interests dictate, and revise their opinion of us for the slightest cause, 
Is it not a source of wondrous strength to know that the God with whom we have to do changes not? That his attitude toward us now is the same as it was in eternity past and will be in eternity to come. Tozer writes, What peace it brings to the Christian's heart to realize that our Heavenly Father never differs from himself. In coming to him at any time, we need not wonder whether we shall find him in a receptive mood. He is always receptive to misery and need, as well as to love and faith. He does not keep office hours nor set aside periods when he will see no one. Neither does he change his mind about anything. Today, this moment, he feels toward his creatures, toward babies, toward the sick, the fallen, the sinful, exactly as he did when he sent his only begotten son into the world to die for mankind. So considering our thinking, our processing these truths through our fear and worry and anxiety, I think we should look at the opening prayer Tozer started this chapter with. He wrote, Chance and change are busy in our little world of nature and men. But in thee we find no variableness nor shadow of turning. We rest in thee without fear or doubt and face our tomorrows without anxiety. Amen. Tozer said that just knowing God doesn't change should settle our hearts when it comes to fear, worry, and anxiety. So next time, we're going to walk through chapter 10, the divine omniscience. Until then, let's remind ourselves that although God does not change, he can change us. He has the ability to change us for good. And having changed us for good, having awakened us to his holiness, to our sin, and to our need for a Savior, then gracing us with the ability to trust in Jesus and turn from our sin, he will never, ever change his mind about choosing us to spend eternity with him. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And please feel free to email me at wf at compasschurch.org with any questions or comments that you might have. I look forward to meeting with you again next time as we work through the next chapter of A.W. Tozer's The Knowledge of the Holy. <music>